Aren't you tired of giving back profits to the market? You need a trading process that provides you with a leading market condition analysis so you can recognize the tops and the bottoms in your portfolio. Technotrader has been helping traders achieve their profit targets for more than 24 years with a complete trading methodology that you won't find anywhere else. Check out the new online trading courses at technotrader.courses. Hi everyone. What prompted me to do this radio show is that I feel you really need to know the facts. You really need to know why. I see all the time on websites for retail traders and retail investors an explanation or a blaming of why the market opened the way it did. But it is never why it really did open that way. And I think you need to know the reason why it does. Sometimes the market will gap down at open or gap up at open rather than just open close to the closing price. Now, what I mean by gap is that at the end of the day, prices are closed at a certain price. Indexes close at a certain value. The following day, if that price open doesn't match the price close, there will be a space on the charts and the price will be different. It will be either lower or higher than the previous day's closing price. Closing price is considered the most important price of the day. We all track the open of the day, stock prices or index values of what they opened at for the day. We track the absolute high for that day, the absolute low for that day, and finally the close of the day. But the most important price is always closed because it indicates what the bias is for the next day in that particular stock or index. Not always, but it often does. It also reflects who was in control of price and whether the buy side or the sell side dominated that market activity that day. So there's a lot of information in price and it is very important. It's not the only indicator or the only data set that you should follow, but it is very important and this is what we're talking about today. So we had a gap down on the U.S. markets and everyone was trying to decide, was it the hurricane? Was it North Korea? Was it investors are discouraged and they want to run from the market? Well, it wasn't any of those things. It's very simple when you understand it. And so I'm going to go through why a market would gap down and what actually caused it. We are not the only stock market in the world. In fact, there are global stock markets are all linked and tied closely together. They all work in sync. There are three major regions and there are many countries and different stock markets open and different time zones at different times during the day. A lot of Forex traders are told, oh, Forex trades 24-7, so that makes it special. Well, so does every other financial market. If you consider the global market and Forex 24-7 is the global market. U.S. Forex market isn't open 24-7. The global Forex market is open 24-7, just like all the stock exchanges and other things going on. The first markets to open on a new market day are the Asian markets in that region. They open very close to one another in time zone. So they set the tone a lot of times. Sometimes they don't. On that particular day that I'm talking about, the Dow gapped down on the U.S. market at open and then ran up. The Asian markets had opened many, many hours ahead of time and are actually closed by the time the U.S. market opens. But they set the tone for the day. The Asian markets sold down because North Korea had thrown a missile over Japan, which is part of the Asian stock market group. 
and this caused a lot of anxiety and a lot of uncertainty in that market. And so that region had a sell-off, and it will cause a ripple effect across the regions of the world while their new markets open up all around the world later on during the day. So the Asian markets sold off a little bit. This caused the close of that day to be low. It was lower than what the close of the European market stocks had been, and a lot of the stocks that are traded globally, so a corporation could be traded in Asia, it could be traded in Europe, it could be traded in the U.S. The market makers around the world have agreed to match the close of one region to the open of the next region that is going to open next, so that there is no arbitrage. If there was arbitrage, a huge disparity between the stock price on one region's stock market exchanges to another stock market, that would cause an arbitrage situation where one could sell stock on one exchange and buy it on another for a different price and net a huge profit gain. And they don't allow that. So globally, market makers have agreed that the close of one region is the price that the next region must open at. So the European market maker computers identified those stocks or indexes or ETFs or whatever that had dropped in price. They automatically lowered the price to match the close of the Asian markets so that at open there was no arbitrage in Europe. The European markets opened and then, of course, because it was a decline due to another region and not to the prices set in Europe, these stocks rose to some extent, and there were some traders who took advantage and also were able to trade those stocks up and make a short-term profit. However, the European markets were lower than their prior close. This caused the futures market, which opens ahead of the stock market in the U.S., the U.S. futures market, to start selling down the indexes and the S&P 500, the Dow, and the other indexes that caused the price structure of the market that are the universal interpretation of the market in the U.S. Futures were selling down quite steeply. The Dow was down 115 points on futures contracts before the market opened. I checked about 4 a.m. I usually get up about 2 to start checking the Asian markets. It was pretty obvious to the market makers and the computers in the U.S. that the closing price of the U.S. market would not match the closing price of the European market on this particular day. That meant that the computers had to adjust those stocks and indexes down so that they would match the European closing price at the open of the U.S. markets. And that's what they did. They adjusted down certain stocks and the indexes to match the close of the European market. As this adjustment occurred, it did cause a gap down on the indexes and many stocks because... The previous day's close was not in sync with the European close of that particular day for the U.S. market open. This may sound confusing, but it isn't. Every region follows every other region. If they're trading the same stocks or indexes, and the S&P 500 is traded all over the world, all of those have to match the close and open so that there is no arbitrage. So if European markets close lower, the U.S. market has to drop the price or value to match the European open, and then once the U.S. market is open, it will meet its level naturally, and what happened is that the Dow and the other indexes and stocks moved up because there was no significant selling pressure. There was not a huge amount of retail overnight overflow selling. There was no panic. 
No one was particularly concerned that the hurricane would cause damage to businesses and corporations which had not already been incorporated into their portfolio management. Since the hurricane was well known and everyone knew it was coming, there were calculations on how much damage was going to be sustained, and that was all factored into oil prices, gas prices, and everything else long before the hurricane ever hit. It was not a surprise event. So there was no selling pressure. So the opportunity for the short-term traders, pro traders, HFTs, retail traders of the market was to buy that stock or index as it had declined unnaturally due to a counterbalancing arbitrage. And of course, prices started to rise and there was some tidy profit for the intraday traders of that day. So what happened on the gap down for the Dow and other indexes on the prior day was a reflection of what had transpired in other regions of the world's stock markets. By maintaining an equilibrium between the close of one region and the open of another region, they are able to maintain and manage arbitrage and keep prices from going wildly fluctuating and cause a lot more chaos and high volatility that does not have any connection truly to the supply and demand of the region that is open at that time. And this is very important to, to do. What you don't want is a market open that is hugely volatile because some other region had had volatility. By lowering ahead of time, they eliminate this problem. And it is a very set thing that has been going on for many, many years. So that when you hear that the market is gapping up or gapping down, you should not believe everyone who tells you, oh, investors did this, investors felt this way, so they were buying, investors felt that way, so they were selling. It has nothing to do with U.S. investors most of the time. Most of the time, the market open is a reflection of the prior region's close. And that is the true and only reason that for the majority of time, indexes gap up or down at open and then reverse. Because the markets will all go back to the level at which the original supply and demand for that particular stock or index ended on the prior day and then resume its action for the current order flow activity of that market day. The only time that U.S. investors or funds here or whatever could manipulate the market open is if there are HFTs in there that see that there's a huge number of sellers or buyers on one side or the other that causes an anomaly in order flow. And when they see this, they can jump in ahead and cause gap downs and huge runs and huge gaps on individual stocks. And this does happen from time to time. And that occurs when there's been a huge panic in the market the day before, and then all kinds of smaller investors or retail traders or mutual fund holders decide to panic and try to get out of their stocks or their mutual funds all at once, and it causes a panic mode, which causes a huge anomaly in selling before the U.S. market opens. Then the HFTs can take advantage of that because, and, or the market makers, if they see that there's a huge supply of selling, but nobody wants to buy, they can lower the price to match that because that's what the market makers do. They balance the supply and demand by altering prices up or down, based on supply and demand for the sell side or the buy side. If everybody wants to sell, they're going to drop prices until buyers start coming in to buy the stock. If prices are higher, they're going to raise prices until sellers will come in and sell their stock. It's all a balancing act. 
There's no hidden agenda. There's no secrets to it. It's just managing the flow of buyers and sellers over time and maintaining the equilibrium between regions of the world's global markets. This makes the stock market less volatile and more fair for you. Someone isn't taking advantage of the opportunities you can't take advantage of and grab a huge amount of money in arbitrage. There is still a small amount of arbitrage, but it's really, really minor. The main culprit of big gaps up or down that are caused by U.S. investors, traders, professionals, market makers in the U.S. itself is news that gets out on tweets or twits that causes a huge number of orders on one side of the transaction with almost nothing on the other side of the transaction. So if there are a lot of buyers, then the market makers are forced to move that price up until sellers are willing to sell their stock. If the stock gaps down, then they must move the price down because of the huge flow of sellers, people who want to sell out, until buyers will move in and buy that stock at a lower price. So this is all a balancing act to make it possible so that when you want to buy a stock, you can buy it instantly. When you want to sell your stock, you can sell it instantly. But what price you will get for that stock is dependent upon the supply and demand and the balance between the buyers and sellers of that stock in that millisecond or minute or whatever scale you are able to trade on. Your orders must be filled within 90 seconds of your submittal. So when you submit a buy order or a sell order, your broker is required by law to fill your order within 90 seconds. Most retail brokers fill all of their customer orders out of their own personal inventories. And they make a lot of money doing that because they can wait a little bit and nudge it up a few pennies here and there and make a lot of profit off of thousands and thousands or tens of thousands of orders that they process every day. This is why the markets gap up and down. It's not because of any investors here deciding that they know everything and so they're going to panic and sell out. It's not about some specific thing here that might have happened unless there is a particular stock. When the indexes gap down or up, it is usually a global situation and the market makers are adjusting for that global situation. It is not necessarily something here. It is actually very, very rare to have the gaps up or down, especially if they're huge, originate in the U.S. They usually start in some other region and then filter on through to the U.S., which opens last in terms of the market day for stocks. If you look at it in the perspective, of when we open in relation to the other markets. Of course, this is a rotating situation. The U.S. market closes and the Asian market opens. And then the European market opens and closes. Then the U.S. market opens and closes. Then the Asian market opens and closes. And it's this rotating event that goes on globally all around the world all the time. The U.S. still has the largest stock market in the world by leaps and bounds. It is enormous compared to every other stock market in the world. There is nothing that comes even remotely close to it. Not even remotely close to it. The Chinese markets are minuscule compared to the mammoth stock market of the U.S. Hong Kong is probably pretty large, but not even close to the U.S. markets. Uh, Germany, Europe, England all have much, much smaller markets, much smaller number of companies traded on their exchanges and far fewer investors and traders trading in a much smaller market participant cycle. 
We are the stock market of the world. We are ginormous and we really do impact the world globally in terms of financial instruments and the stock market. You need to remember that at all times that we are dominant in that field and we are very important to the world economy. The stock market leads the economy of the U.S. always. So if it starts to decline, you can expect that the economy will decline shortly thereafter in a few months, half a year, or maybe even a year later. The stock market always starts to decline before the economy. This should tell you something. If you learn to study charts, if you learn to understand the market beyond what all the garbage that you're fed and told on the internet, which is not true, it's just something to get you all emotional and react. If you learn the reality of the stock markets, you'll find it's fascinating, intriguing, and that it's not hard to learn. It's not. Everybody thinks it's really hard to learn. It is not hard to learn, and it is one of the most fascinating things that you can study anywhere. We offer courses and training on our website. Visit us at technotrader.com. Thank you for listening. This is Martha Stokes, and until next week, invest and trade wisely. There's so much emotionally charged hype out there designed to sell newspapers and advertising rather than inform investors and traders. Want entertainment? Buy a newspaper or a magazine or turn on the news. Want investment and trading concepts explained? Look to Technotrader. Technotrader is the gold standard in trading and investing education taught by experienced and accredited professionals. Don't learn to trade from fad-chasing day traders. And certainly don't think you can grow your portfolio by attending a weekend seminar or watching a free video online. Success in the financial markets is attainable, but like any high-paying profession, it requires the proper education to achieve consistent success. Join those happy few who have taken their investing and trading seriously. Call 888-846-5577 or visit technotrader.com.